Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 259 of the Nerd Cantina Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. Beginning in entertainment, we'll talk about some rumors around some Marvel stars, Avatar 2, some shakeups over at Disney, and then move over into tech news, where we'll discuss some lab-grown meat, Facebook, and then jump into some space news. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right, episode 259. And uh, this week we've got not a lot in, uh, in, in big entertainment. Last week we talked Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, now, I guess that's just going to rule box office probably for the next month. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I guess for the next month. Yeah. <laughs> until uh, we'll, we'll talk about Avatar 2 here in a little bit. That's not until what, December 16th. So until then, not a lot of big movies coming out. Uh, you didn't get out last weekend at all, did you? No, I went. I was going to. I had tickets to go see that movie, The Menu. Um, but, but hmm. then like usually, <laughs> usually I, I just tell the girlfriend every movie I'm going to go see and she's just like, yeah, no, I don't want to see that. She don't give shit. But like this one, she was like, oh, I kind of want to see that one. So I had to cancel the tickets and I got to bring her with. So hopefully we're going to go see that this weekend. But I do have tickets okay. to go see Glass Onion tonight. Do you? You hated. I fucking hate. I. That's why I had to go. That's why I got to go to this. You hated Knives Out. I fucking hated it. I found Knives Out somewhat entertaining it wasn't great like what a lot of the people well i said i movie. said there's been a murder here <laughs> fucking piece of shit <laughs> i gotta i gotta know if 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 it's because because now if i go to see this one and i hate this one then i know that my hatred for ryan johnson is solidified and justified and dude should just go fuck off to a corner or somewhere sure i i actually kind of want to go see that movie this weekend too Maybe i just I'll saw the preview though it comes out on netflix next week no yep. really oh well, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> i know i know <laughs> <laughs> so i, I I'm know gonna, I'm gonna i know which that. one i know what option up. you're going, <laughs> you're going with. <laughs> i'm gonna follow up on that that statement there and uh and make my make my plans around it but i'll make sure i have at least a movie review for next week <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to what? Let us know if we're gonna if it's okay to just await the other four days to to see it on yeah, Netflix. Some of our listeners just like to hear me mad. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you shit on Ryan Johnson. I did get my Avatar tickets though. So yeah, IMAX 3D. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the whole 3D experience and and everything. Fuck it. I'm gonna be on a work trip, and I don't know if I'm gonna make no, it. No, probably not. You know, and and honestly, it's a three hour and fucking fifteen minute movie. So like, they didn't have any shows bef- after eight o'clock because you ain't getting out till two in the morning. So I gotta di- <laughs> I gotta ditch the family one night and give them give them all yeah. kisses on the forehead at dinner time and be like, I'm out. <laughs> Pound a Red Bull before you go. I. And bring it, bring a captain. I'm a vampire. I, I I do pretty well staying up. <laughs> you know, if if you had seven in the morning movies, like then it'd be a problem for me. But I go I go to the theater at ten thirty at night. You know, after previews, the movies don't start till eleven all the time. So I'm I'll be good. I just yeah, we'll see. We we have an Avatar story coming up, so I'll, I'll save some for that. Yeah. Let, all right. Might as well just get just get this rolling. Yeah, let's let's chug into 
you know, whatever. Let's talk about Avatar right now. Then let's. Uh, we've segued into it. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll jump into it. You know, as we're talking about, you got your tickets for Avatar. You're not even helping them, right? Because you're an AMC whatever. I mean, I guess it helps member. them. It's got they got to get money from it. I don't know how yeah, that system sure works. They get some kind of kickback. Yeah, like, I don't That's know true. how that works. That's true. I don't. It works yeah, out for yeah, me great. Like, that's what I know. But but ultimately, it is it is said that. Uh, Avatar 2 has to be the fourth or fifth highest grossing film in history to break even, which means it has to, cr- it has to get above the $2 billion total money made mark in order for it to, to be a, a profitable film, which I don't see how that's possible. Even, even in like the article that, that highlights this and talks about it, it talks about like an overall production cost of this movie being like close to three hundred million, and then yeah, advertising budget, whatever else. But still, like two billion dollars is not your break-even point. But that's what James Cameron is saying: is that this movie needs to be fourth or fifth highest in order for it to be a break-even. But what? So, like, I, I want to say that I thought I read an article that said that the actual break-even point was like four hundred. That's so. That's what I. That's my understanding, right? It, it, his production cost was was under three hundred million. And then you add in, yeah, you add in advertising and, and marketing and all the other aspects of it. So maybe it's four hundred million. So why he says that it needs to get to the fourth or fifth highest grossing? Egotistical fuck. You want to know why? <laughs> because he wants to just he wants to lead the charts, right? Number one highest grossing film ever is Avatar One. Number three highest grossing Avatar or film ever is Titanic. He just wants to he just wants to nudge his way in to the top five and at least get three of the top five as James. Cameron movies, but him That's him saying wants. that kind of makes me want to cancel my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I I have the exact same philosophy when I read this. It wasn't that this makes me want to see it more; like it's deserving of it. It's more like begging up for us to see it <laughs> that's the opposite right the last movie was more about like you must go see this it wasn't like hey we need to be this big huge movie it was like you want us to be this big huge movie because we're groundbreaking this one is more like begging us to be like hey our break-even point is two billion guys yeah. come, come on and see it and he's already talked in previous ones about if this one flops and right what is a flop to him by this standard maybe a flop is it only makes 1.4 billion and, and that's and that's what i mean <laughs> Like, we've flop. talked about like American greed all the time, and it's like you know we we if you're not making more profits than the year before, it's like a failure. It's like if you're if you're a company that turns out a fifty million dollar a year profit, you should be happy. But it's like no, if we didn't make fifty five the next year, we're bad. And if we didn't make sixty the next year, we're bad. Like no, like you're making money, you know. So like if dude hits six hundred million, seven hundred million, you got to take that. Yeah, take that as a win. Like, I'm sorry. Like, so, and, and this question, right? Like, if this hits, let's say this hits Top Gun Maverick level, not going to happen. Which is, which is a, a huge movie by post. It's a non-Marvel movie, but huge movie post pandemic, right? One point four billion dollars is what Top Gun Maverick did. Is that considered a flop? Like, and that's what I mean. Like, in his world, in his world, he does. He considers that a and, flop. And that just makes me want to say, "Fuck James Cameron." <laughs> Fuck whatever you're on. Like, I'll watch this at whatever free fucking, you know, streaming service I could watch it on. You know, I got a 3D TV. I could, I could get down with that. I don't need you. Like, I don't need your theater experience. I go to it because I, I enjoy the theater experience, you know, and yeah, like I, 
I can't envision this beating... Right, when we look at like post-pandemic movies, I can't see this beating Spider-Man. No way home. No. And that didn't make $2 billion. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just went to a Halloween thing. There are still people that dress up as fucking blue navvies and shit. Like, still. <laughs> still. I don't know if it's just because they're trying to save money on a costume. If they bought the five-gallon tub of blue body paint and they just haven't run out yet. I don't, <laughs> I don't, fucking, I don't fucking know why 10 years later people are still dressing up like fucking like, not like avatars. But I, I never got the craze. It, after the first one, I didn't see the first one in the theater out of social protest. You know, this one with, you know, I guess I review movies, so I kind of got to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to sit through the three hours. I'm going to empty my bladder before I do it. And, you know, he does make some good movies. Like, so I have to, like, give him the benefit of the doubt. But he is at that age of like, you know, we, we didn't put this on the outline, but like, you know, Tarantino even commented on that Scorsese, like comic book movies not being cinema. I feel he has yeah. he has that kind of like attitude, but not against like sci-fi, you know, because he's make he makes sci-fi movies, you know, but but he he makes cinema sci-fi movies. This is a tale of romance and loss in in a journey throughout like oh, just shut the fuck up. It's about it's blue people. It, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's blue people. <laughs> like, so I feel he's just got that kind of pompous fucking attitude too now. And everybody has to see this because I make I make the best version of the movies you guys like to see. And it's like, I don't, I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. You haven't done shit in 13 years. So yeah. <laughs> like, let's you see. You let them kill the Terminator franchise, you fucking bastard. <laughs> like, you, you, know, you know, like, how long are you going to ride Titanic? How, like, and, and, you know, yeah, I, I don't. I don't have that like motivation to go see this movie because James Cameron made it. Like I'm only seeing it because the first movie was an event and now my curiosity has peaked and I got to know, you know, like it has nothing yeah. to do with like there are people that when when certain directors or certain actors in a movie, I will go see it just because they said they wanted to be a part of this film and I trust their judgment and I trust their you know their skills so i go see it james Cameron's not on that list yeah i can see that i it's just yeah i'm i'm i do want to see the movie like legitimately i want to see the movie i i do recognize the first avatar for what it was i do think it was an important film uh by by modern standards and i'm curious to see what what's going to be next well I just, I, I just don't know if there's enough people who give a well, shit. Well, he did revolutionize and, uh, the tech, like we said that before. Like he did, right. he did revolutionize yeah. the face capture and stuff like that. You know, um, he waited ten years because they were supposed to be working on thirteen, a, a, right? Two thousand nine. Yeah, first yeah, over ten yeah. years. They they were supposed to be working on another groundbreaking tech for this movie, right? Like, wasn't that? Wasn't that like what that he was always what it was said? said? And which is why I almost feel like the fact that this movie is now underwater, that's his cop out, right? Like he never, the technology never got to a point where he could do the groundbreaking 3D type stuff without glasses, all the stuff that he talked about before. And I feel like 
then he changed and pivoted his his big brain concept of of what movies can be and shifted it to largely underwater and then challenging actors to hold their fucking breath for 10 minutes at a time and doing these big long scenes and i feel like he pivoted it to this other wild ass idea and wild ass version of filming to maintain James Cameron notoriety, it going into it that, hey, he's pushing the limits and doing new stuff. But really, the tech didn't never got to where he, you know, in his head thought that things should be. I mean, I like and I'll give him the credit. I'll give him the credit. Without him, we don't get a great ass, a great Thanos in James Brolin. We don't get a horrible version of the Hulk. And Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't get an entire series of She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like I'll like, give him the credit for revolutionizing a lot of the movies we love, you know, in, in making them so much more believable and, and immersive and like, good job. Okay. Now, now just like, I'm not, not necessarily take a back seat, but like, you're, you're not, king of the world like you don't you know you, you're sitting on some fucking movie throne pal like make yeah. it, just I mean, focus on making a good movie just make a good movie in the end he's one of those directors just because you know he's got two of the top three grossing movies ever he's one of those directors who could do whatever you want i didn't send you the article there's an article somewhere about you know somebody from disney an executive from disney asking him to like cut the runtime down from from what it is and like oh you know the, he threw shit at the the reported thing was he told the guy to get the fuck out of my office <laughs> from disney like that that's what was like reported in this article was to get the fuck out uh <laughs> so i do like that like, though i but i wouldn't be surprised because oh, again no. james cameron 100% doesn't need to do happened. anything 100 percent needs happened. more james cameron more than james cameron needs disney for sure <laughs> Well, I got my ticket. But, uh, I'll let you know. Uh, you know, we got. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm going to see if I can, if if my work schedule allows. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I'll I'll listen to your spoiler free review and see it whenever time allows me to. Uh, but yeah, let's let's transition. We got some more Disney talk and, and things in the entertainment world. But uh, you know, one of our meh movies of the year, right? Thor. Uh, and Chris Hemsworth. So Chris Hemsworth has this new series, um, Limitless, on Disney Plus. Yeah. I think I watched the first episode. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. It's it's whatever. I don't know. It's, I find it mild. Like if you love Chris Hemsworth and you just want to watch him for for fifty minutes, watch the show. But it's it's like one of those like sports science type shows. But it's way light on the science and way more on just the like Chris Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> I, I was so. coming for the science. <laughs> I was coming for the science. I, so was I and the first episode was like medium level science and a lot of Chris Hemsworth. So I, I don't know if I'm going to bother watching any more of them. But apparently somewhere around like episode five or six later in the season, uh, he has they, they do one of like his, you know, a lot of it's about his body, learning his body, trying to like help him live forever. Uh, and they they do a test that identifies that he has like all the precursors for alzheimer's disease for, like, well not er- earlier age not just alzheimer's. The, like so from the article i read if you have like one of the precursors you have like a right, you have like, like a 25 one in four chance of getting alzheimer's and he has two precursors from both fucking both parents so like it's right. it's almost guaranteed that he's going to get alzheimer's which whatever they, like again the onset of that who knows when and er- everything else but 
in an, in an interview because that doesn't happen until later in the season. And in an interview, they asked about like, oh, well, ha- has any of the stuff in your show Limitless like affected or changed your opinion on work? And he mentioned like the Alzheimer's one and having the precursor Alzheimer's like absolutely changes his opinion on, on what kind of work he wants to do. Well, and he said he was going to slow what down. What time he yeah. wants to take away yeah, from his he family. he was going to yeah, not he make wants his to slow movie, down. movies. He, he's only going to do work that, that is is warranting him leaving his family for. And the work he says is not warranted leaving his family. He's just not willing to experiment and play these games with the mad genius type directors. And then you got to think, huh, what movies has he done in the last <laughs> five or six years that would lead him to believe that he wasted his time with a mad genius director? And everybody comes up with like, it's fucking Taika. Mm-hmm. And it, they seem like they're super great friends in all the interviews and they do all the stuff together and they do the press circuit together. And they seem like great friends. And maybe they are, right? Like Taika seems like a cool dude to hang out with and party with. But man, he might be exhausting to work with. Well, in, you know, Ragnarok took a little while to like sit settle in on me and like accept that movie for what it was because the first thor i thought was pretty decent as an intro movie second thor didn't work so well the third no. one you know they they went a different direction they they tried to make it a little bit lighthearted, but there was some depth to it in in some good scenes you know odin dying that was good Hela was probably i think aside from thanos i think is the best marvel villain they've they've had you know second to thanos um thor and i i, I didn't like that movie at all like oh like, neither did it, i and you just make a joke you just make a joke of a god level character yeah like and like 100% if i was him I, I would think like do i really want to come back for this like you've you've taken me from this like thousands year old god and and, and you know, they middle aged god and now in like a ten year span of of a god's life you've turned me into this complete like pathetic joke. joke you know what I mean and and like even if you go to like Norse mythology and just flip through the pages of Thor stories there's tons of shit you could pull out that that can villainize a Thor character and make him more complex and and you know. I just yeah I if if I was dude I feel like during the fourth but- no but instead <laughs> they 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 make him complex by really like mundane normal people shit like yeah. mommy issues yeah, and, and heartbreak from his girlfriend yeah who he was gonna outlive by ten thousand like, years anyway a love triangle between <laughs> two hammers in a fucking Thor yeah. you know what I mean like like it was just so fucking cheesy you know in in. Again, I said like I said this with you know they took these <laughs> fucking shit characters. Like I have to believe that I have to believe that somebody was like you know we can't be promoting toxic masculinity. Rage is not the thing now, and you know we 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 need you know Thor can't be this like we need to humanize him. He can't just be this god level. Like no, he can. That's that's what he is. No, he's he's quite literally god. <laughs> And yeah, it, it it is just it's a terrible it's a terrible story. Um, when you look at like the individual movies can be entertaining, but yeah, when you if you describe the entire like arc of of Thor's character from like pre movie the backstory that feeds into the movies to today, and it's really again it's like a ten year span. So you talk about Thor's backstory is is a thousand plus years <laughs> and then the movies are ten years, and you talk about like what has happened in the last ten years that has made him 
act where, again, like in this last movie, introduces other gods like Zeus and all these other yeah. gods. And dude, is a Dude's joke, a joke. <laughs> like compared to like other gods that we've now introduced into this world. And again, he's he's having like a high school romance and upset. Uh, it's just, it is a weird character. So I understand him not liking the character uh, or not liking the direction of the character. He has said that if he comes back to Thor, it's only going to be if like they, they drastically make it a more interesting storyline and a more interesting thing. Uh, in like, otherwise he's going to come back and it's going to be like the end of yeah. Thor, uh, which hundred percent. I like, again, it, it, there eventually has to be the end. He can't do this forever. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I would agree with his stance and I would, uh, I'd agree with like, again, the experiment of Taika, man, it's over again. He, he's, he's funny and <laughs> I, and I like some of the stuff he does, but it doesn't, it just doesn't hit right, especially if you want to do something more than one-offs. Like, what was the movie? The, the JoJo movie, right? I was going to say uh, that. Like, JoJo, JoJo the Rabbit. The Rabbit. Like, that was you good. Do one-off, you, yeah, you do one-off movies of his humor and telling a unique story in a unique way and stuff. That's great. You do it as like a franchise but, something you got to build those, off of. Like, fuck, I don't, wanna, I don't want more in of it. JoJo Rabbit and, and the third Thor movie, Ragnarok, like, he weaved in some serious, some seriousness into those movies like if you haven't seen jojo the rabbit the end of it like just kicked me straight in the dick and i did not see that fucking coming at all you know good for you 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 make this fucking you know this crazy campy nazi movie and then at the end you hit me in the fucking stomach and just be like remember nazis were bad we're having fun here but nazis were bad and you punched me really fucking hard with it you know like we we had depth in in the death of Odin and you know a new villain in the the fall of Asgard and like there was some seriousness woven in with the comedy. We did not get that in Love and Thunder at all. No, the most interesting part of that movie was gore, and it, and it was inconsequential in in the direction yeah, of the movie. Like like in the beginning of the movie when you know when his daughter dies, like that's like that was heavy, you know, and that was yeah. it. You got like the rest of the movie was just a, a fucking joke, you know. And yeah, I I just Odin's been dead for two movies. Thor has yet to ever take the throne of Asgard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he just you have an opportunity for him to be king of Asgard, and you two movies you say nah, fuck that, fuck that. No, no, not interesting enough. Like we're gonna put him in a spaceship and have him duel it out with Chris Pratt over their egos. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I I just. You know, I I am totally in agreement with with Helmsworth here. If if he wants to come back to it, you're going to have to come with a good script. And and I I do believe that the major players of Marvel should fucking hold that standard. They should like like look, they have a little bit of of power with Disney. Like, you want me to come back and do this movie? Like, come with some shit. Like, don't don't just throw a spitball at the wall of of the marvel universe and you know expect everybody to go to it just because we slapped a marvel sticker on it yeah and i think there's some franchises that lead themselves to to greater levity and and humor and stuff like that and thor i think there's a good balance that can be achieved there but like yeah i don't know how many times you're going to play out the the confused god who doesn't understand earth vending machines and <laughs> like things like i don't know it's just it's it's a soft well franchise for a soft well, story the people line who, and, who and, make the decisions on these stories uh his 
suit has lately became a, a revolving door. Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> we could we could, yeah, we could that, get into that as we've just shit on the cost of Avatar and and it, the lofty goals for that, and now Chris Hemsworth and, and a, a, a big part of the, the the Marvel concept and just like a lack of structure. And then we get into Bob Iger is now returning as the Disney CEO. Bob uh, Bob Shapik has has left. He's not the CEO. Bob Iger returns like. Bob Iger apparently just took the pandemic off. Like he left in 2020, gave it, gave JPEG the shit show of like, hey, here's all, here, here's Disney. By the way, all the theme parks are closed. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's no, there's no movies open anymore. We can't really even film anything without significant production cost overrides and everything else because of time delays and everything else for COVID. Enjoy. And then two years later, when they're losing money, economy's tanking, bad shit's going on. Bob Iger's back to be the hero. Iger, Iger pulled the the Doctor Strange surgeon version. Like I only I only operate on guaranteed wins. Like like if yeah. if that tumor has a chance of killing the patient, I'm not operating. Some other doctor could but could kill that dude. I'm gonna take this hiatus right quick and let let let, let dude be the fall guy. And as soon as as soon as a Marvel movie hits a Billy again, I'm back, y'all. I'm back. <laughs> I mean, it is tough. Chapik, Chapik did take over the job during an incredibly difficult time. I think the failure for Chap for for Chapik is the fact that they're losing money in the streaming game, right? Like, and you can't blame that on the pandemic. You can't blame that no. on anything. The, the the fact that you haven't drawn enough people into your streaming service and you're still losing money in streaming that's that's on that's on you. That's that's on your watch. The rest of it, you you can chalk up to. 2020 and 2021 just sucking and, and being terrible years. Uh, in the end, Chapik probably was going to get fired or, or needed to move on. It's just interesting that Iger stepping down from the chairman back into the CEO role. Uh, is there really nobody else? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, is well, there, did you, is that did it? you get the... So I'm pretty sure I just got charged for Disney Plus last month. Have we hit the three I think years so. already? I was going to ask if you noticed oh, on your account. I think I saw a Disney Plus like... It's time to year, cancel. Year, <laughs> it's time to cancel. Now, now I need to go watch Andor. I still haven't watched Andor oh, that's, yet. That's I've heard great. good things about that's Andor. Great. I haven't. I want. Yeah, I need to go binge through Andor and then cancel my my Disney Plus until they bring something else worth <laughs> worth worth signing up for. Uh, I got small children. I get my man Bluey Disney Bluey's on Disney Plus. See, I, don't like, man, I don't need that. I don't need that stuff. Dad, <laughs> my, my, both my kids are into watching nothing but the the only Avatar that matters, which the is the Bender. animated Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> the I last think me and my daughter got like five episodes on the original series, and she's gonna start Korra. But like, yeah, there's still stuff on there. I'd be pounding out. I got I got children's man. Like that, it comes in handy. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, we I think we just got charged for the first time in in three years. <laughs> Interesting. I, like. No, if that's the case, it's it's on the chopping block after Christmas. <laughs> there's, there's, there, there's there's some there's some Christmas movies the kids and stuff want to watch, but after that, no, you're you're done. Probably w- you're on a six I month hiatus. I did want to call you and let you know the other day because I saw an advertisement where you can get a year of Peacock for a dollar a month, and I was going to tell you that the twelve dollars for access to Yellowstone is is probably worth it. You should probably do that. I'll I'll probably do that. And me and my we did. We did have Peacock during the last Olympics because we wanted to watch Olympics. And then we watched the Young Rock Show 
I don't know why, but I like that show. <laughs> it is <laughs> so bad, but I do watch it. It's so, it is so, it's so cheesy, but I do watch it. It is. And I need that show just, to see it because I just love watching the old like versions of, of someone Macho butcher, Man. Someone and butcher Austin Macho and Man and someone like oh, the man. dude who plays it's Andre so the Giant. Like, it is funny. <laughs> it's so great. So I need, I need to catch up on Young Rock and I can't because I, I canceled Peacock. Like, I canceled everything else. Uh, so, you know, Peacock's coming back because I, yeah. I, well, I and you get going, access to a lot of the World Cup. I don't know if you watch any of that. I, I try to I try to keep informed and, and watch the World Cup. <laughs> Funny story. I was on a job site yesterday with a Polish carpentry crew in Mexico played Poland. And I don't know if y'all know anything about Chicago, but there's a shit ton of Mexicans and Polish people <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah, I was <laughs> say. There's a shit ton of Mexicans and Polish people in Chicago. So the Polish dude walked on and the game was like at nine in the morning. And it was like 1130 when he came to the job. And I was like, hey, man, how'd that game go? And right in front of the homeowner, this Polish dude lit on fire these motherfuckers are fucking shit and fucking shit i was like holy shit the homeowner looked at me he's like what did you just do <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like there was a game today i knew it was very important to two minorities in this city <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah like i i i i pay the 4.99 i think for peacock because i do i do go to that app a decent amount it's got all the the reality trash that i like all the below decks yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't all, watch all the stuff. below decks and stuff like the, I don't watch the girlfriend does the bravo stuff on there so it's worth it to me all right well i think we can move on from that segment of entertainment we can quickly talk about just one one interesting video game story uh Overwatch, Diablo, a bunch of Blizzard stuff, uh, World of Warcraft. It's all going to be unplayable in China That's soon. That's insane. And when I saw the headline, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, cool. Company's taking a stance against no. China. No, no, it's a media, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a media contract dispute between the company in China that, uh, that, that, packages up these games essentially for china that deal is going to get made right you know what i mean like maybe they're going to be unplayable for a period of time this is all negotiation shit uh i was hoping yeah when i when i clicked on that link and i saw it saw that or i think you sent me that article and i was like oh shit people taking a stance against china over here no there's still no teeth on this like from a this is still just business as usual it's going to get figured out until i click the article are going to be i thought it was china limiting the video games because we taking a stance against yeah, the video games we, we've okay. done that story a few times too you know they they, they can yeah, only play these true. games on weekends they can only play for like an hour a night they're through a certain window i thought china was finally getting to the point where like blizzard makes the most addictive games in china fuck blizzard get the fuck out of our country i that's what i thought when i first saw the headline you're right it could have gone either way but the truth is, it's just it's capitalism just as usual. Just, just it's, just, it's just standard capitalism. That's oh, it. God. That's all we got. So eventually this deal is going to get done and, and these games are going to be back in China. I'm confident of it. I mean, honest to God, as, as normal consumers in the world, we are just fucking lemmings. We are just lemmings, <laughs> man, getting bounced around by people with giant sums of money it is fucking yeah. it is crazy 
and we recognize it and we still contribute it's all which, the same like, which whatever. leads us to our next story <laughs> again <laughs> of, of millions of, of of lemmings and and whatever I, this yeah the next story it's still i guess entertainment ish in the world of uh it's just it's just fascinating um but man these fucking swifties so, so no, it's not, it's not just Swifties, because I just went through this, all right? I just took my daughter to the Blackpink concert for her fucking birthday. And yes, Taylor Swift is huge, but I would argue that Blackpink, if you don't know, is a South Korean K-pop group that just launched their world tour since you know, it was supposed to happen during the pandemic, didn't happen. They're, they're probably not going to be around. It's equivalent to taking like your kid to a Spice Girls concert at their the height of their prime, right? Like this was fucking insane. Uh, maybe. No, hundred percent, bro. You don't like. I, I'm I'm here to tell you right now. Anybody that's got kids my age is going to tell you that Blackpink is fucking huge. Like it, it is insane. I, I don't know. I, I've never turned on. I don't turn on the radio often. But I haven't turned on the radio and, and heard the Korean version of "Wanna Be My Lover" or whatever else. Like you like have, Spice Girls you have, you just don't know it because I guarantee you know they, that BTS song. I know you know the BTS song. Like everybody's heard that. There are like maybe, maybe. the Blackpink, the Lalisa's uh, "Money" is on every fucking TikTok. It was, it was, yeah, they're huge. All right. So I went okay. through this. I got, I, I, got nothing I went through on this it, same but. fucking shit because the concert was a week after my daughter's birthday so i wanted to surprise her with fucking black pink tickets so the f- only way to get into the the pre-sale pre-sale was to join the korean fan club so i paid 110 bucks to join the fucking fan club so she okay <laughs> okay okay like this so the, the, i just i just had a little <laughs> little little uh well, well it came, with, it came with this big box of like swag so she got a black pink drinking mug she got black pink stickers she got black pink uh like carry case she got it was like that was like her gift that she could open you know, before the concert. So then I get into the pre-sale, pre-sale, clicking the button furiously. Every time I get to the checkout, nothing, nothing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're having complications. Sorry. We're having complications. Oh, those seats aren't there anymore. Complications, complications. I sat in my fucking car for an hour and a half trying to secure these tickets. Nothing. Next day, regular pre-sale. Fuck the pre-sale, pre-sale. All right. Okay. I lost out on the pre-sale, pre-sale. There's probably just a few fucking tickets. Second pre-sale. Same fucking thing. Hour and a half in my fucking car. Denied. 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 Well, I'll move on to fucking general sale the fucking two days later. So two days later, go to general sale. Denied for another fucking hour and a half. So then... After after they say flat out no more tickets, you go right to the fucking you know Ticketmaster. They're they're already scalping them. Like the 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 yep. general just fucking ended. They're already scalping them, and now the fucking hundred and ten dollar ticket is four ninety nine. Like this goes on. Like I'm glad Taylor Swift made it like and, popularized yeah, and, and you, it. So yeah. But this is 100%. business as usual. And I haven't bought. I, I'm not the person to to go to 
do this stuff. So yeah, yeah. I, let I some pretty white ladies' tickets get say, all fucked up. Nobody gives a shit that I was fucked for the well, Korean like, K-pop band. But don't, <laughs> but don't put the Korean K-pop band on the same level as Taylor. Oh, Swift. Taylor bro, they're Swift right behind her. I, I would love to see it, the dollar it, value for both tours. We will like we will come back to this. Go to everybody. Go to the article uh, uh, that on our show notes or whatever else, and it they have a chart that shows the amount of average traffic to Ticketmaster.com, and it is 15 times higher than any other day in the last 24 months in on Ticketmaster. Like there is such a spike on that day for the presale. Remember, they had to cancel. But most and they of those aren't people. Sale. Most of those aren't people. Does it like again the problem? But I'm saying the bots the went. Problem for the, the bots Taylor went Swift ham. Stuff. Okay, <laughs> the, that's what happened. <laughs> it wasn't people running to Ticketmaster. It was bots upon bots upon bots that fucked this all up, and that's what fucked me as well. Yeah. Well, in the end, it's a crazy story. Again, Ticketmaster crashes. They go to the presale, and again, you had to you had to buy your way into the presale in some way in a fan club or being a part of some level of membership or 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 something for Taylor. Yeah, I want to say the one was like a capital capital one presale. So if you had a capital one credit card, you got in, and you had for all of it, you had to have a capital one credit well, card. Well, because yes. they canceled and the general sale once the fucking shit went down. Right. So like, yeah, right. like, yeah, you you literally couldn't buy a Taylor Swift concert ticket out of Ticketmaster without a Capital One credit card, which to me is wild. Um, because yeah, they never made it to the general because they the amount that was bought up in the presale, they said there wasn't enough left to even bother with a public sale and they knew it was just going to be an even bigger shit show in the public uh, compared to the presale. And even in the presale, again, people were reporting spending five hours in queues on Ticketmaster in order to, to, to try to get tickets uh, or f- spending five hours on queue and not getting tickets. Uh, it, it's... It's wild how bad, like, Ticketmaster, this is your job. Like, it's literally in your title. You are the master of tickets. You got to figure this shit out. Like, this is, this is it. Yeah. Like, I ended up having, like, my daughter ended up going to the concert strictly for the fact that I won a bunch of money on FanDuel. (laughs) So I couldn't justify not dropping the amount of money that I had to scalp tickets for because it wasn't my money anyways. And I wanted to do something nice for my daughter. So that was the only way that she got to go is because we, yeah, we had to fucking scalp it. And it was, it was a hassle. Now, granted, the tickets went down after, you know, because I bought them probably the week before the concert. So as the, it got closer to the concert, the scalpers were lowering tickets because they weren't getting rid of them because they were asking astronomical prices. But I saw, uh, like a, I think a, a reel on Instagram of the highest Taylor Swift ticket in each city right now. Oh yeah. 40 grand for one city. I think the highest one in Chicago is 19,000. You know, Jesus. like they're, like people are scalping them from between 20,000 and $50,000. And it, and it wasn't even like when I saw that they even put like the the ticket aisle in row. It's not even front row. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even front row. Like it was like section one twelve, row nineteen. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> like, they said Taylor Taylor Swift is a different level. It it's like if Michael bro, Jackson was 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 doing Michael Jackson shit in this. You age. don't know about Blackpink. I'm telling you right now. I walked in. 
Yeah, that's bro, why I walked in. I walked in. I thought I was in Korea. Okay, I swear to fucking God, I walked in. I was a goddamn giant. <laughs> like I've never in my life seen so many Asian people. Like I did not know. Like, like people, like people all flew right. in from all all around the world and all around the country to go see this fucking thing. Korean Cantina members, where are you at? Teach this dude. <laughs> teach this. <laughs> teach this dude. He we, don't know. We have spent way too much time <laughs> talking about T Swift and fucking K pop. It's time to move on. But don't sleep on T Swift. Uh, <laughs> Blackpink in your area, couple, motherfuckers. <laughs> we we got a couple tech stories. Good thing we don't have a lot of tech stories because we just went way over on a lot of nothing entertainment. I, but I think everybody uh, everybody uh, has a Ticketmaster story, right? I think everybody can feel this fucking story because. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm hoping people are enjoying listening to, to us debate over some really weird topics this week. But, uh, but yeah, let's talk some little bit of tech. A little uh, bit. I'm, I'm all for the next story. Like you know, I've I've always been a yeah. proponent of this. So FDA this week just just approved and cleared lab grown meat for human now consumption. Give me that science meatball, yo. Give me yeah, that. Give me, give, me, <laughs> give me that tiger steak. Give like, me that science meatball, this. bro. <laughs> he went to tiger so, steak like that's, oh yeah that's you, where you, you went it, exotic yeah. eats i was going yeah, 100%, i still was, I was still with the like, cow bro no no 100 percent. the first the first genetic meat i'm eating <laughs> is not going to be the mundane ground beef that i can get anyway i want no, me a woolly mammoth ribeye yo give me that woolly yeah, mammoth ribeye <laughs> Absolutely, and I feel like if we're if we're not eating really weird fucking, what are we even doing this near for? Extinct animals. What's the point? No, we're only <laughs> we're only point? saving the planet by by yeah. not having to to massively you know herd cows like the methane. Like we're if fuck animal cruelty and and all that that we get benefits from from having lab grown meat. So we we can we can farm better. We don't have to. We can kill factory farming all together. Fuck all that. I'm trying to eat this motherfucking zebra. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to eat this white rhino. There's two of them left in the fucking world, and I want to eat some of it. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm also this curious. dude's a vegan, y'all. It's, it's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that's gonna get him come back to the dark side is if this motherfucker can eat a tiger, yo. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> My kids call him I Uncle also... Lettuce. Like for real. <laughs> I'm I'm plant based, I'm not vegan. Uh, vegans vegans wouldn't like me either. I, I actually belong to no tribe. Uh, Holy shit! And, and all right, I'm going to ask you a weird ethical question now that we're oh, you know, you know, I you know rails. I fail those every time. That's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're fully off the rails on this show, if a store starts selling lab grown human meat, is that still cannibalism? Yes, because you can get because you can get mad cow disease from it. Still, <laughs> like I'm not. He, human yeah. meat. You're talking about like that's how you get mad cow disease, bro. 
All right, I don't know if the science checks. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm 100% <laughs> telling you, mad cow disease started because people were taking churned up cows and feeding them back to cows. When you have the same DNA as the meat that you're eating, after a certain amount of time, it fucks with your body. You go fucking clinically insane and you get mad cow disease. That's how, like. It, it's, it's possible. I, I don't, I don't know if there's something, like I said, I don't know if the science checks on that. If, 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 if that's going to translate to humans. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to. I don't know if that's going to translate to humans. But I'm just asking ethically, not fears. Is that is that cannibalism? Is that is that ethically wrong for somebody? I don't to sell know. Lab-grown I will human say meat? this whole new generation does have a fixation of eating ass. So <laughs> we might suffer. You heard it here. Steve soft ass. He's not eating ass. So. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I, I, I ethically, ethically, I'm not going to eat the. I'm not asking you. I'm just asking no. in general the the, yeah, the concept. No. Do we call them? Do, do we call them people who eat lab grown human meat? Cannibals? For sure. For sure. <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> that's right. my line. White rhino, white rhino, good. Yeah, man. Tiger, good. Tiger's fine. Human, yep. bad. Yep. I even, I still draw the line at, at dog. Like you can't. I, I, like, not even lab. Not, 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 not even, even lab. Dog. Dog, dog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a line. Like you know, you ever see that vegan billboard where it's like they they have all the animals in a row and there's the line yeah. there. That's that's my line still. <laughs> like that's still my, that's still my line. Lab or not, that's my line. But it's below horse. You're gonna eat that horse. I got you. I mean, if it's lab grown, why do I need to though? Now, like yeah, zombie apocalypse comes. I'm 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 gonna eat that dog. Like okay, I get it. There's a situation in life that I don't ever hope we get to where I have to eat a dog but we're, we're we're doing this technology so we can we don't have to do these things right like like we're, we're trying to get away from from killing right, cows right, right. and we don't have to <laughs> but we don't have to but we can but we can't but we, we can, can without killing somebody's pet <laughs> oh man yeah no no, I'm still I'm All still right. staying with the old school line in my mind. You know, maybe this new generation that that is born where lab grown meat is always a thing, maybe they could get past that. But me with my old ass, like, no, nah, I'm still gonna associate it <laughs> with with the animal and I can't go with it. I can't do it. But I will eat that tiger steak though. Like I, that is intrigued. Like, I'll, eat ti- I, I, I'll eat a lion, I'll, I'll eat a tiger, eat, I'll whatever. I'll eat that tiger steak. All right. <laughs> Moving on into completely there's no yeah, I don't know here. how we clean Let's this up now at the end. I don't know how here. we clean this up. Let, but for the sake of time, we're, we're, I'm not going to be clever. Let's move. Uh, and, and let's talk uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. So there were a bunch of accounts identified by by Meta as promoting U.S. interests that they believe have ties to uh, to U.S. military. And they've they've had a, like and a bunch of accounts that were promoting U.S. military. If you dig into the article to find out like what specifically triggered it, it was really in Middle Eastern countries. Uh, Focusing on like political relations, U.S. pushing U.S. interests uh, into to 
countries within the Middle East. And I say, no yep, shit. Like, as expected. No shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> no fucking shit. Like, you think they're going to, like, discover that China and Russia are manipulating our social media to, to, you know, social construct situations in our lives and the government, our government's not going to be like, hey, it's a fucking good idea. You, know, like, you think a movie like Top Gun gets made without the government's interest being involved? Like, like no. Well, and it's like we see we see the way that our adversaries, like full on proven now, how they've continued to try to meddle with like misinformation and disinformation for our elections here in this country, where it's it's difficult. Imagine in the rest of the world where it's not very difficult to to share misinformation, where Facebook is the primary source of of information and, and stuff like that. Like, well, I if we're not if we're not playing in that same level and trying to to share information, then then all we're doing there, there's a great quote in the article that, that we have up on our show notes, uh, and it says that prevalent in military circles is the thought that the only way to lose is to not play the information domain. Like and that's absolutely true. Like if we just took the moral high ground that we're not going to we're not going to go tamper with these things. You're at a military then disadvantage. We just committed yeah, to losing. Yeah. We we've just committed to the fact that we're going to let them win because we know that they're doing it. And if if we just say from ethical standpoint like, well, we're not going to influence local governments and and politics in these regions, we have just committed to the fact that we're well, and we've like, lost. We've lost that. I just want to say I listened to a news podcast where they had mentioned like this similar kind of thing where I want to say it was Myanmar. I, I'm probably 100. Yes. It was it Myanmar the, where the vast Myanmar. Yes, they had they had civil a lot of civil unrest. Ninety percent of their news comes through Facebook. Like they, they don't have public news. Like there's a lot that goes in Myanmar. Well, yes. they the military ended up sharing like this protest post of like we're all going to meet here and we're going to fucking take down the government blah 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 like 10,000 people showed up and they killed every right. one of those motherfuckers they killed them all like so so you like this 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 is like the power of social media and how it can be corrupted and like what happens when you put that power in in government's hands you know you you like that to that is so fucked up like in and how Facebook, you know, gets to wipe their hands of it all is is like again we talk about this all the time. How do you police that? How do you? I was just say this is a company that literally just wanted to make money selling advertisements so people could share pictures of their fucking babies and stuff like that. Now they, they're complicit they in in genocide. They, they're not trying to be yeah hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like that's not a part of their business model. That's not a part of what they're built. And like I, I have sympathetic sympathy towards the the concept of like how are they supposed to address this? Like realistically, like this is so far in above and beyond the scope of a business uh, and it, man it's it's a, it's a no-win situation there really all they're trying to do is just have algorithms give you the best wish ads you can get for whatever garbage bootleg underwear or whatever else is going to show up in your feed that's it that's that's their business model what everybody else does on it to try to overthrow governments yeah, like, like is, is that their thing it's tough it's a it's an impossible situation that that the social media companies and these massive media companies well, are, are, are so I, the only the only thing I would hold them accountable for is I would like to see some journalist sit with Zuckerberg and be like, "Hey, you know that a government used your social platform to commit genocide in their country. Are you guys at least having meetings on how to possibly 
curb that like it, it is is that like is that something even on your radar because that's all i would hope is like fuck we didn't intend for this to happen we didn't intend for it to be used like this governments have been using in the past but it's usually just been for misinformation this was used facebook was used as a tool to commit social you know commit a genocide what could we at, what yeah. can, what firewall could we at least put up to try to stop that if they're not having that meeting at least that's fucked up. Maybe. Yeah, I, I would agree that they should... I mean, they should be cognizant of it. I, I'm confident that they are. It's just, again, it's a no-win situation. I'm not as confident as you are that they are. I'm confident that it's like a slide in a brief uh, <laughs> somewhere along the way. That, <laughs> that, that they acknowledged that it happened? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not good enough for me. But... <laughs> yeah, like, it's right. fucked up. But, I mean, this headline, this article should not surprise any no all right last little things we got a little bit of space news yeah, this space. week and uh Woo-hoo. the light sail too uh has 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 burnt out met its fiery end uh within uh the the atmosphere you uh, mean a thing that harnesses the power of the sun burned up <laughs> like- <laughs> yes but i mean it's incredibly impressive what it what it accomplished and and this is not considered a failure. It's considered actually a huge success. It completed 18,000 orbits of the planet uh, using just a reflective sail, har- uh, harnessing solar sailing or solar energy uh, in order to, to propel it around uh, orbit. Like It accomplished a ton for a, essentially a prototype of what can be used if, if you use solar energy and uh, solar winds. Just like simple fucking sailboat technology here on Earth, it's it's actually reliable and can be used in space. So this this is actually this light sail two is considered a, a pretty big success. Uh, so it burning out caps off kind of this test, uh, but but actually validates that this is something that should be should be considered for for future use. Yeah, I mean we talk about it all the time when when a rocket ship blows up, it's not always a bad thing it advances the technology it, it it has you know proof of proof of work and and all that and that's kind of what this was it did its job for for a long time ended up putting out they're going to take all that data all that info and they're going to try to build a better one yeah and the goal is so they use these like these uh solar sails just to orbit around earth uh mostly so that way they can maintain radio communications and gather data uh but ultimately the the solar sail project is is designed for deep space yeah. travel so that way you can do it without fuel Motherfucker, sources and everything I watch else. space so, movies i get it <laughs> We all, we've all, we've all, what was it? I think it was a Star Wars one. Yeah. Where the, the, the fucking thing deploys and big old solar sail right in the front takes it all, all the way to deep space. Pretty sure this concept has been, been in moviegoers heads for a long time. It has. It's, it's, it's been on several shows. It was on, what's that Apple, Apple TV plus? Um, mankind. Um, yeah, for, for all, all mankind, mankind, right? It, it was on. It was on that one as well. Um, so yes, it, the the goal is like again, this one was successful in in doing eighteen thousand orbits around, and and it's not designed to like orbit and and maintain this. this that's, weird so pattern. that's it's where I want to know is like to when you get away further from away from the sun, what's like because that's what they need to do is they need to to send one out. You know, because because yeah. the Earth is has a proximity to the sun that is constant, and we can know the energy generated. What's going to happen when you get out? to you know further fucking planets is is that solar energy going to dissipate are you still going to be able to keep the speeds and like can this be used for deep space travel you know because i'm assuming that if this does work we're going to need to plan like 
Tesla supercharging routes for for journeys because <laughs> if you ain't by a star, you're fucking assed out, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see in you know decades time. Again, this is none of this stuff is going to really materialize into anything usable in the next couple of years. We're talking. Well, they about just need to make one that they burn up, right? Put a fucking long transmitter on it. Point it away from us right. and, and see how far it goes, right? Like, and I think that, I think that is probably what's what's going to come next. But we'll see how long it takes for them to to launch something else out. But it's still an interesting test that that's now come to a close this week. And then uh, last last little story here in in space world is we talked last week about Artemis rocket finally taking off. It, it had a ton of issues uh, getting to that that point with hydrogen fuel leaks and everything else, but. Last week, it took off, and then the damage over at Kennedy Space Center that that Artemis rocket did is actually pretty astounding. Like, it it melted, like, elevator shafts and, <laughs> and doors. It damaged the, the... The Artemis rocket was the largest uh, largest rocket to, to ever take off, and apparently, like, Kennedy Space Center and all of these launch pads are going to have to do some serious, like, reinforcing and work in order to survive future launches. How do Artemis the eggheads not it, plan for this? Like, how up. do they not know this? Like, they, they can... <laughs> They can hit the size of a dime on the moon, you know what I mean? But they they didn't quantify that, you know, jet fuel burns melts I beams like like because I've I I've mean, seen plenty of memes. I've seen plenty of memes with that for the last fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they knew it was going to damage it. Maybe they knew it was going to hold up, and it was just a matter of like, well. We might as well let let it let it melt and burn is, and then replace this, it instead of replacing it at a time. This was their way of getting government funding for a new launch pad. They were just like, <laughs> maybe you know, hundred percent I mean? it was, hundred like, percent it was. Why why replace it before we destroy this <laughs> yeah, one? For sure, for sure. They 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 went into the meeting with the government. We're like, hey, we need we need one point five billion to to upgrade our launch pad and and make it you know da 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 da. And the government was like, yeah, hey, we ain't got it. We ain't got it. Ukraine, y'all. We ain't got it. <laughs> like, Ness was like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You ain't got it? <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> and they melted the whole fucking shit. <laughs> it's very possible. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's an interesting uh, aftermath. Looking at, like, some of the photos and and, uh, and the damage from there, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy to think that Kennedy Space Center, I mean, it, that's what it does. They launch rockets from it. So the fact that this rocket did so much damage just shows, like, when we talk about this being the largest launch, uh, or, or largest thrust power from for any launch that's happened, oh no, it's it's pretty apparent. Like, it's not by a marginal small amount. Like, no, this this is this was a huge thing. Yeah, they can't even they can't shoot more rockets from there anymore. <laughs> that's how no. bad it <laughs> the dude waiting for that elevator at the after the end of the launch to, to go check on stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, the the sheer power, the heat, like after after how many decades of of locket launches, you know, it just it just took them, you know, for how long, and then this one happens to just fuck up fifty years worth of fucking. Of of, yeah. of infrastructure, like I said, is is wild. But but that's weekend news. That's it. That's all we got. We've uh, <laughs> we've we've discussed uh, as much as possible. Please uh, join us over in the Nerd Cantina. Let us know about your your love for I don't know Korean uh, 
girl bands or, or <laughs> whatever it is Bro, there. I'm telling you, or, that uh, shit was insane. Or, or come and join us and let let Steve know not to not to sleep on uh, on T Swift and the Swifties out there. Like, there's nobody in Korea that compares. Uh, and otherwise, T- man, I'm join not. Us next I'm week. not a Taylor Swift fan. Some schmuck just needs to marry that bitch and get her to shut the fuck up. Like, it's that's the stance I'm taking. Like, I put a post up the other day and said, "Baby, if you this old, still talking about how your boyfriends are fucking you over, it's not them. It's you, boo. It's it's you." Like. Like, she needs to do some soul searching at this point. <laughs> I mean, even that one song she's got, you're like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it took you nine albums to realize that shit, bitch. Like, yeah, I would have got it after four. I would have got it after four. Like, do some soul searching. Put the guitar down and go get some therapy. Like, fuck it. I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I got no defense here. Um, I, but join us next week uh, as we'll, we'll do this again with some nerd news and uh, and continue to follow over us at the Nerd Cantina and the Nerd Cantina Book Club. And uh, well, until then, talk to you later, See nerds. You.